Hi, this is Craig. Thank you again for checking in with us and hearing God's word on living the Christian life. Reminding us who's in charge. Reminding us that he can take us anywhere we want to go, need to go, where he has us to go. And to love us unconditionally, to teach us to love others in that very same way. I'm going to start today and ask you a question. Do you know or have you ever heard of a circle of life? Circle of life. A circle of life is when we continue to see the same spiritual scenery no matter where we're trying to go. We continue to fall into the same traps and trip over the same obstacles. And so many of us, even after sitting in powerful worship services, hearing powerful preaching messages, and pursuing personal times with God, and even longing for life transformation, we continue to circle and circle and circle and come back to the same issues of bondage and brokenness year after year, often decade after decade. We seem to break free for short seasons of life, and then the cycle repeats itself And we find ourselves seeing the same scenery, reliving the same history, the same shortcomings, and the same issues circling around again and again. Well, the title of today's message is, maybe you've guessed it, Circles of Life. I want to back up here to start a few years and visit the account of the first circlers, the Israelites. And by looking at what they went through, we can learn how to break free. And do you realize that you were born for freedom and destined for freedom? Say that again. Do you realize you were born for freedom and you're destined for freedom? Yes, believe it. Yes, you were. And did you also know that it's easier to obtain something than to maintain it? Obtaining freedom is the easy part. Maintaining freedom is much more difficult. And the simple truth is that you cannot maintain, then you really haven't obtained it. In Exodus 6, 6 6-9, it says, Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage. I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgment. And I will take you to me for people, and I will be to you a God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God, which brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you in unto the land concerning the witch of Israel. But they hearkened not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. It also says, but when Moses delivered this message to the Israelites, they didn't even hear him. They were beaten down so much by the spirit, by the harsh slave conditions, they didn't hear a word he said. Well, I can tell you are born to be free, but many that will hear this message today are discouraged. And they're so disillusioned, so beat up in the spirit by the slave of conditions they've been living in. And unfortunately, they've been enduring it for so long that you can't hear the promises of freedom and victory. 
And they can't even believe that it can happen for them. What about you? You listening today. You, my friend. Can you honestly believe that you can have this kind of freedom? You can literally sit next to people in the same row at church who testify to healing, deliverance, and miracles and acknowledge that something has happened for them. But then you have a hard time to believe that that same thing can be true for you. I want to tell you, believe it. Believe it, my friend, because it is true. Remember the Israelites? I just spoke here a second about the first circlers. They were not in bondage to the Egyptians like most of us believe when we read about them in the book. They were slaves in their own mind. That's what they were. And I know what you're thinking here. You think that I misread the word and I'm, I'm just plain wrong about this. And you say they were in bondage to the Egyptians. The Egyptians were in fact their taskmasters. However, I think we might be able to see that they were in bondage, not because of the taskmasters, but due to their own thinking. And I'm sure you're asking, well, how are you going to do that, Craig? Well, we're going to keep reading the rest of the chapter, and you'll find that God intervenes and he delivers them. God released them and delivered to them the freedom that they all sought. Yep, instead of living and operating in that freedom and possessing all that was promised to them, these freed folks circled, circled in the wilderness. They circled, they ran, walked in circles for 40 years. And they were bound because of their slave mentality. They were armed for battle. They were dressed for battle. They were mobilized for a takeover. And instead, because they were slaves and how they thought, they acted like slaves. And they made circles in the desert. And if you don't change how you think, You'll experience freedom on Sunday, but you'll go back to living in bondage again on Monday. Freedom comes not from a changed environment. Nah, that's geography when you move. He sets us free when we get a new revelation or perspective about our environment. And if your mind, freedom is dependent on you seeing something change in your environment, then you will remain bound up in it. It isn't until you realize that you can be free in any environment. If your mind changes about that environment, you will experience freedom. That's why Paul can be chained between two armed guards and declare, I am free. Now listen, just because you had a great encounter with God today or in some service last month doesn't mean your environment's going to change. No, your environment cannot determine or dictate your freedom. You're going to continue to face battles from this day forward. But if your perspective changes, well, you can say that God is with me and the one with me is greater than what I face, then you can remain free even in the most difficult environments, sickness, brokenness, and all the struggles that you're going through. So if that's the case, why do you think we continue to walk in circles? What is it that keeps us bound in our thoughts and our walk? We can't escape the circle without first understanding the things that keep us circling in the first place. Well, thankfully, Paul does that for us. He lists the reason the Israelites, and the same for us, spent 
about the dizzying day. They're plotting in circles and circles and circles and circles. And he states in 1 Corinthians 10, they lusted after evil things. Passions are given into, and you're driven for evil things. That's why otherwise good men fall to obvious traps. Yeah, they had idols. Well, we all have idols. Anything that comes between you and God can be and is considered an idol. And if you weren't worshiping those things, they wouldn't be so hard to give up. Right? Your ability to leave the circle may very well be tied to your willingness to give up on some of those things. And because you are unwilling to give up a relationship, a habit, a preference, you're going to remain trapped in your circle. And you're going to continue walking in circles. Yeah. He's right, they were involved in sexual immorality. And as long as you continue to cross boundaries, lower your standards, participate in what God says is sin, you will go around and around and around in your circle of destructions. Those boundaries have been set not to harm you, but to protect you. What may feel good for a season will circle you in every time. Yeah, they were tested, and they we're tempted, and, and we tempt God because we encounter God but choose not to obey Him. We get instructions in here and refuse to actually do what we've heard. And once we know to do right and don't do it, that becomes sins. Once we know to do right but we don't do it, that just becomes another sin because we know the difference. Yeah, the Israelites, yeah, keep going. They murmured, they complained, they griped. They were whiners. Wah, 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 wah. And we're the whiniest generation. I think I've, well, since I've been alive, it's worse than it's ever been right now, in my opinion. And if everything isn't the way we want it, when we want it, and how we want it, we whine and complain. Church service has to be just the right length. Just the right volume, not too loud. Oh, gotta speak a little louder. Turn the mics up. It has to be the right style. Or what we do, we complain, and not only do we miss it, we will talk others into missing it as well. We complain when we don't get attention. We complain when we do get attention. And we complain when we aren't confronted about our sin. And then we complain when discipline is given to us for our sin. Oh my gosh, complaining is so exhausting. Gee whiz. And instead of complaining about your life or your wife or your husband or your church or pastor, maybe a spirit of thankfulness should overcome us so that we quit circling the same circles. This is why the Israelites got stuck on the gerbil wheel going in circles. And the sad thing is, is that today we're doing the same things and the results are the same. These things cause us to repeat the cycle and we get stuck in our own circles of life going around and around and around. <clears throat> Excuse me. These issues determine their course. And they'll determine our course. The Israelites were forced to march on their daily route to nowhere. And we are too. So, if the things that cause them to circle cause us to circle, then perhaps what enabled them to stop circling will also enable us to stop circling. Have you ever thought that? Huh. Interesting thought, I would say. Yes? Joshua 3, 1-4. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out 
from Shedem and went to the Jordan, where they were camped before crossing over. And after three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Finally, they were leaving their circles behind. Joshua does the same things that causes the circle. Joshua does the same things that cause the cycle of circling to be broken in their lives. And listen to those instructions. Joshua 5, 1 through 15. So it was when all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan and all the kings of the Canaanites who were on by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we crossed over, their hearts melted. And there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives for yourself. Circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time. So Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. And this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt were males, all the men of war, and they had died in the wilderness on their way. In their circles, of course, right? And after they'd come out of Egypt, before all the people who came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness on the way had not been circumcised. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of walking for going nowhere. 40 years in the wilderness, till all the people who were men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. To whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers, and that he would give us a land flowing with milk and honey. So then Joshua circumcised those sons whom he raised up in their place, for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. So it was when they had finished circumcising all the people, they stayed in their place in the camp until they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, this day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. And they ate the produce of the land on the day after Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. Joshua went to him and asked him, Are you for us, or are you for our adversaries? And so he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Joshua fell on his face to the earth in worship and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandals off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Real quick, there's a few things that we see here that must take place in our lives if we want to break the cycle of circling in it. You have to do something new. 
right? Joshua receives word that in order to break out of circling, you have to go away you have never gone before. In other words, if you want to stop falling in the same area as you're going, you have to go do something that you haven't done before. Your listening habits may need to change. Your friendships may need to change. And where you spend your time may need to change. If you do what you have always done, you will get what you've always gotten. Circling is broken by doing something new. If your relationships continue to fail, maybe quit going to the club to find love. Maybe you should look at church instead. And if you repeat the same thing, you'll go right back into the slavery of your circles. Take steps you have never taken before. If you keep trying unsuccessfully to live on 100%, maybe you should try living on 90% instead. Refusal to take new steps will just keep you circling. Not reading, not attending church, not involved in small group, not faithful in attention, not... Routine is so comfortable, but it may just keep you circling. And we start in the march to freedom when we are willing to walk a new way. They were in the promised land, the Israelites were, and you aren't called to visit freedom, you are called to possess freedom. Joshua understood that you can't possess freedom if you aren't pure. If you have heard in other messages that purity is the prerequisite of power. You may taste freedom without purity, but you won't keep it. It isn't a dance, a praise, a song that will keep you free. Your level of purity determines your level of possession. Now, I'm sure you're asking, well, why, why do you say that, Craig? Well, because sin still carries the same price that it always did. Death. Right? The wages of sin is death. You can't sin and not be in a circle. To enable them to move forward out of their circles, Joshua cut some things away. For you to remain free, you're going to have to cut some things out of your life too. See, we tend to want the promises without all the pain of cutting them out. And then, you know, God had the place designed for us that will produce healing in our life. We have to stay in a place until we're healed. If we stay there long enough, we're going to be healed. But too many times we never get out of the circle because we keep looking for the newest and the coolest thing. And we refuse to stay in a place long enough to be healed because as soon as God brings us into a place designed to heal us, people start to get too close and they ask the hard question. We get scared, we run off, and we get lost in our circles again. But listen, if God orders our steps, then you are in the right place where you're supposed to be. And if you need to stay there long enough for God to heal you and prepare you to possess the freedom he has for you. Unfortunately, some people bail out too quickly. They hop from one place to another, one friend to another, one church to another, and the result is always the same. There's never any healing. Yes, you need to be holy, but you also need to be whole. That means staying somewhere long enough where God puts you until you are healed. You're there for a reason. Now, lastly, you have to get God's word. Joshua, after doing something new, purifying the people and allowing them to heal, he asked the question, what is the word to your servant? What is the word to your servant? You're asking God, what? Joshua understood the need for a word. See, we will cycle in our circles if we don't get a word from God. But you have to take responsibility to get the word. His word is a lamp unto our feet. It shows us how, and it shows us where to walk. 
His word takes us out of the circle and onto the right, righteous path. The right path, the righteous path. His word sustains us and his daily word enables us to stay free. I see too many people running in circles. And we can almost count on it. Every three months, cycle back. Every six months, every nine months, you're back in your circle. But I want to see you walk away to freedom once and for all. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God. You are created for freedom, so receive it. And take the promised land he has laid out for you. Don't miss it, my friend. Lord, that's a message of reminding us how to get out of these circles of just pain while walking round and round. The Israelites did it for 40 years. My goodness, they were walking to nowhere. Give us the freedom. Help us receive the freedom. Help us keep the freedom. Take all the junk out of our lives so that we are free in you every single day. Amen.